Hello everyone, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the show. I feel like the best way to start today's show is a bit softer, a bit more calm, cool, and collected. You know, yesterday's news about the King Charles getting cancer, weak shit, didn't really care about it. I kind of offhandly mentioned it at the beginning of yesterday's show, but... You know, it wasn't really a topic of concern. But today, we did 2024 has gone too far. I've been letting 2024 cook, and it's had some great fun. You know, it's, it's, it's led to some, you know, fun. You know, with, you know, Ben Shapiro being the number one rap artist in the nation, or I should just say the world. You know, there's there's been some fun and some funny stuff to be had within the first, you know, almost, or, you know, the first month and a, you know, week or weeks plus into the, you know, year. But 2024, it's gone too far now, okay? It's some real serious shit, okay? If you don't know, officially, as of literally this morning, as I was actively working, I, I, I got a email on my on my uh, email, and I was like looking at my watch, and I was like, "Hmm, why do I have a notification? It's like three a.m. in the morning right now, you know." And I look down, and it's just, "Hey, Toby Keith died." Yes, if you didn't know already, yes, he is officially he passed away at the age of sixty-two from stomach cancer. Now, uh, if you don't know who Toby Keith is, uh, you should really go educate yourself. Uh, what a freaking uh, legend, truly, and sadly, uh, he was not able to recover. So, what a what a sad kind of way to start today, I know, but it's gonna get better. And how are we gonna get better? Well, I have the best medicine, and that's of course laughing at laughing at Joe Biden. I I, I can't help it. We've got a lot of Biden today because Biden. He's all over the place. He's all over the place. No one knows what's up with this dude's head, but there's definitely something, something, something wrong. So, I, I, I mean, seriously, what the fuck is happening? Okay, so to start out for today with Joe Biden, uh, he was he was at a at a bit of a, uh, he was at a uh, sort of big sort of rally, you know, for his campaign, and all of a sudden, he mentions that he went to a G7 meeting, and he met with a leader from France, a president, a former French president who died in 1996. Like, like, I don't, what, what, uh, what? Um, like, bro, are you like? Is he good? Is he is is Joe Biden good? I don't think he is good, guys. I I don't think Joe Biden is okay. I don't think he is. People have pled guilty. You know, I, right 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 after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting. All the NATO leaders. I was in I was in the south of England. And I sat down and I said, America's back. 
And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean, from France, looked at me and said, uh, said, you know, what, why, how, how long are you back for? And I looked at him, and the, and the Chancellor of Germany said, what would you say, Mr. President? Yeah, he, like, what does he even say? I'm, he's, he's not saying anything. He's just rambling nonsensically. Okay. Now, I'm very much sure that this is probably a real story, but where this is all fucked up is, I'm gonna guess that this is Macron saying this? Maybe? Like, it's the only way that this could at all be real if he means Fran? I, like, what? <sighs> he's not, he's not here, everyone. He, he is not, he is not here. Dude, Joe Biden must every single day know the experience of seeing the light every single day, except not walking towards it, right? Truly, it, it, it's actually, like, it, it makes me more sad, you know? I'm, I'm becoming more sad. Like, I, I do inside chuckle a little bit, but it, it, the amount of just extra bits of sadness put on me by the fact that this level of elder abuse is on the national stage is just crazy to me. And, well, it, it got even better because our, our favorite uh, friend of a friend... Uh, fun, and, you know, he's just, just, you know, asking the real questions inside the White House press room, you know, what's, what's the deal with this, how, how with stuff like, you know, Joe Biden talking about a person who died in 1996, how, you know, how is that gonna help with people who, who think that he's not mentally doing alright, uh, Ah, Peter, we're not jumping into that hole. How's President Biden ever going to convince the three-quarters of voters who are worried about his physical and mental health that he is okay, even though in Las Vegas he told a story about recently talking to a French president who died in 1996? I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole with you, what? sir. What is we're the gonna rabbit go. hole? Go ahead. He said go he ahead. talked to Mitterrand. Go ahead. In you saw the president in Vegas, in California. You've seen the president in South Carolina. You saw him in Michigan. I'll just... Dude, she's had it. She's she, bro. She is like, I know I am on my way out of here in exactly like fucking what is it like ten months at this point? Like I'm I'm over your shit, Peter. <laughs> and I don't blame her. Green job. Green job here. I think has learned that being the White House press secretary is the worst fucking job of all time. It is the worst fucking job. It sucks. Like. In, in some way, if some person, right, if some person walks up to you and asks you, hey, would you rather be homeless or have the, you know, White House press secretary job? I'm, I'm taking homeless 99% of the time. Dude, I'll go work in my local Walmart again before I fucking become the White House press secretary. And that, that's stated on a fact, man. It is miserable. It, it is not a fun job. You can be good at it and then maybe make it fun. And maybe, you know, but it, it is not fun. It's not fun. So Joe Biden, though, he continues to stumble just everywhere. I, I, mean, I mean, just everywhere. He, he, can't, he can't get anything out of his face hole to save his life. He just, he can't do it. He can't do it. Like, it's just, it's not, it's not possible for him to. 
I mean, Joe Biden is, he is absolutely fumbling everywhere. And so, you know, he's been trying, the the tout of this new border, so-called border bill, right, that's already not only dead on arrival in the, you know, Congress, it's just dead, right? It's, it's killed, basically, you know, the thing literally got assassinated at this point. And so it's not going anywhere. And we're here now at this sort of, you know, offshoot of, well, okay, then what the fuck are we going to do? And while here is Joe Biden admitting that the immigration system is broken, but yet not wanting to actually just fix it like he can right now, and like, like right, right, he doesn't need an additional bill or anything. He could do it right now. For much too long, as you all know, the immigration system has been broken. And it's long oh, it has. time to fix it. Yeah, that's it, why there's a pretty ago, easy I fix. That's why my team to begin negotiations with a bipartisan group of senators to seriously and finally fix our immigration system. For months now, that's what they've done. Working around the clock, through the holidays, over the weekends, it's been an extraordinary effort by Senators Lankford, Murphy, and Sinema. The result of all this hard work is a bipartisan agreement that represents the most fair, humane reforms in our immigration system in a long time. No, they don't. They are shit. We, we told you some of them yesterday. Uh, they are utterly fucking dismal. Okay, they are absolutely travesty. Bro, it, it gives $20 billion to the border and $60 billion to Ukraine. It's not a fucking border bill. It's just an omnibus package with a different title to it. And the toughest set of reforms to secure the border ever. Now, all indications are this bill won't even move forward to the Senate floor. Oh, no, it won't move forward to the Senate floor. Oh, shit. God damn, man. Oh. Oh. Man, now I, now they won't get to just immediately vote no for it. Ugh, man. By the way, you know, when you say the words, the immigration system is broken, you know, I don't think a great solution to fixing it is that all of those one point, uh, the 1.5 million people that are going to be able to come in per year because of this bill, I don't think all of them should go to the same far-left uh, D.C. district court for their uh, for their cases, because that's the thing in the bill, you know. I I don't think that's the thing that they should do. I'm just saying that I don't think that's fixing the immigration system being broken. Why? A simple reason: Donald Trump, because Donald Trump thinks it's bad for him politically. Therefore, he doesn't even know it helps. That's not at all. Believe me. Here's the thing: he, the reason why he's in some ways killing this bill. And it's not even just because of self-interest here. It is purely, it is not a good bill. Everybody who's looked at it and can read all, you can read publicly the 300 pages of this garbage piece of shit bill. It's not good for anybody. Oh, cool. Here's 60 billion for Ukraine. That's definitely for the border. Like some of this stuff can be good on its own, but the idea of this whole, we need to pass bundles and bundles of shit is just ridiculous. Very few items of anything should ever be bundled. Or at this point, nothing at all. Everything should be single-use bills for different things. Yes, in some ways that means there have to be a lot more bills being passed. But at the same point in time, 
300 pages for a bill. So basically every single time, you know, a new bill comes out, you have an entire, like, fucking novel to read. You have a full-on novel of a, of a book to fucking read when the entirety of a bill could be put down into a summarization of what it does, and even you could put down, what, maybe 10 pages at most for all, like, the extra legal jargon and stuff to block out different, you know, loopholes and other stuff. I mean, there's no reason some of this shit needs to be 300 to over 1,000 pages in some case. That's that's stupid. No, no thing should ever need that many pages for really anything. I mean, unless you're putting all of, like, the laws of the United States into, like, one book, then sure, but nowhere in that needs this much. And this border bill still ain't it. Donald Trump and that whole goal is, listen, Donald Trump's strategy right now is very simple. You know, attack Joe Biden on literally everything that he has done and as well, but also keep kind of a bit more low-keyness to him to just, you know, be kind of in the background. Now, of course, Trump will break that, as we'll talk about in just a few minutes here, but overall, you know, Trump's running a bit of a basement campaign. He's wanting all of the focus to be on Joe Biden, and the more that the, a situation like this with the border keeps being around, yes, it makes it worse for Joe Biden, but with the fact that even inside of the halls of Congress, no one's buying it either, and not even for the specious reasons of, oh, it's for Donald Trump. No, it's just because it is a bad bill. It is a bad bill. And Joe Biden can't ever convince you otherwise, right? He can't. Now, of course, you know, uh, Joe Biden not being very good at his job either. Now, I, I don't know what Joe Biden was trying to say in this clip. No, no one really knows, uh, because, like, I just, I don't, like, I don't know, no one knows what, what he's talking about, no, no person knows what he's talking about, like, he's, like, he's, he's, like, saying, talking about Roe v. Wade, and he tries to get into the abortion issue, except he comes off even more unvague and, or, like, more vague and uninformed, and I... You know, I, I'm understanding now maybe why on the Democratic side, no uterus, no opinion. I'm I'm now understanding why that's maybe a thing for you guys, because uh, I, I don't think Joe Biden knows how any of this shit works. Here's Joe Biden trying to talk about uh, about abortion. Now Trump is bragging about having overturned another basic freedom, Roe v. Wade. No, seriously. He's on television and is saying, I did this because the Supreme Court that I appointed. God love him. Well, Roe v. Wade is taking away a woman's right to choose. No, it didn't. And by the way, now they're planning a national ban on the right to choose. No, they're not. They made it clear. If MAGA Republicans try to pass a national ban on the right to choose, I will veto it. That's not ever going to happen. Okay. Okay. For, for stupid people everywhere, uh, no. For all for all of us NA educated, here's the deal: Roe v. Wade is not did not take away your right to choose. Here's the deal: Roe v. Wade sent the decision of abortion back to the states to let states pick how they want to handle this, how it always should have been. 
abortion should not be a federalized issue. And, and most Republicans who end up saying that they want to have a national uh, like abortion ban, that shit gets shot down quicker than a fucking plane over in Ukraine. That shit's dead. It's de- it, do- it, doesn't, it doesn't go anywhere. Because no person, like every actual normal Republican goes, listen, I would love to do that because I don't like abortion. But in the other sense, no, I'm not going to do that. This is for states to decide. This is for, you know, I may not like it. And my, my hope is for the future to maybe have those other states join us in not having these. But a national ban, no. Also, if you did pass a national ban, even if, even if, okay, the hypothetical situation, the so impossible, implausible, that it's like so 0.00 repeating itself 100 times in 1% chance of happening, where Donald Trump gets in, they vote, they pass a bill on a national abortion ban, and it gets all the way through, it gets to his desk, he signs it, you do realize that even with that, I'm telling you right now, the Supreme Court of the United States is going to pick the damn thing up, they're going to look at it, and go, uh, yeah, no, you, this, this, this bill is unconstitutional, you can't do this, and they'll throw it right back out. They're literally just going to throw it right back out. It's not constitutional. So, for anybody and everybody who uh, was clutching onto their pearls that you wouldn't be able to uh, kill the pre-born baby that's growing inside of you over the span of nine months, do not fear. It's not going anywhere. But Jill Biden... By the way... Kamala's doing an incredible job going around the country making this case. No, she's not. No, no. No, no, she's not. She is so bad at this. It's insane to understand the level of incompetence that's inspired by the vice president. Somehow a person who's more unpopular than you, which I didn't even think that was possible. And here's the deal, folks. Here's the deal. The idea... If, in fact, you do what I hope you will do, get more registered people, more people registered to vote, be turned down in the general election, elect all the Democratic congressmen and senators all across the country, give me a Senate in the House, I'm going to bring back Roe v. Wade. You also can't do that either. That's unconstitutional, and it also would be struck down by the Supreme Court. God, wouldn't it? Do people not understand that you can't turn abortion into a federal issue anymore? You you can't do it. Roe v. Wade is gone. It's it's not it's not available. That that shit's off the table. You you can't. It's unconstitutional now, right? We not do we do we all forget this? Did like or or are we still doing that whole ignore the Supreme Court thing like we did for uh for uh, student loan debt forgiveness? Is is that how? Is this how it works still? We're just ignoring it? Okay. By the way, I love how Trump is now saying Biden's for abortion on demand. Not true. That's not what Roe v. Wade said. They said the three trimesters and how it worked. Let me close with this. Look, Trump... Yeah, yeah, no, um... There's three trimesters. Uh, uh, 
like is there is there is there more i mean uh, there's there's three in the three trimesters is, is there more than three i i didn't know you know maybe i you know maybe there's six shit i don't i don't know you know i've been told over and over again no uterus no no opinion so i i wouldn't know i would not know so with all this though uh, Trump has, of course, asked, hey, hey, Mr. Joe Biden, uh, would you be willing to debate me? And just by Joe's, you know, just just by the overall response given to the uh, to the media, uh, you best believe, like I told you so, it's just not happening. Listen to he just laughs at it. He just laughs at it, right? Like, I'm... Like, he's not gonna do it, right? He's just not. He's he's not gonna debate Trump. I told you. He's not gonna do it. He's not ever gonna debate him, right? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I bet he does want to debate me. But I'm not going to. He knows he's not going to, right? Right. Officially, though... You know, Joe Biden isn't doing the uh, CBS interview for the Super Bowl uh, again. Not surprising. He can't get two words out. And Trump is like, hey, let me be the person to replace, you know, Joe Biden for the interview. You know, be ratings gold. Uh, no, please, for the love of God, don't let him do it. Anybody for the who has a smart enough brain, please keep him out of it. It'll actually end up helping him more than anything. How, how it's just, God, uh, so I must admit, it's great, you know, I mean, the Super Bowl, you know, doesn't even really, you know, no one would really want Joe Biden to do the interview anyway. And of course, uh, the White House was like responded with it and they're going, hey, you know, uh, we're not really, you know, going to do it because, you know, we want people to just enjoy the game. Bro, it's an election year. You kind of need all the numbers you can you can get. And of course, to add on to the stupid around the whole Super Bowl, you know, Joe Biden not doing the Super Bowl, uh, you know, like, interview. <laughs> when you forget to do your research on where the interview, like, which interview he declined to do with, man, you should really, you, you really should feel super dumb. So the CEO of Medium Matters for America tweeted and then deleted about how President Joe Biden wasn't doing the interview with Fox, but the Super Bowl interview wasn't with Fox. He tweeted, Biden not doing the pre-Super Bowl interview with Fox, good. Fox News helped fuel an insurrection. They've been fully exposed as a propaganda operation. It's about damn time they were treated accordingly. Uh, um, there, there, he wasn't, he wasn't doing, he, he wasn't doing an interview with Fox. It was with C CBS News. Now, of course, I mean, Biden did decline the one from last year. May maybe he's off his rocker, too. Maybe may maybe the CEO of Media Matters is maybe off his rockers. Also, I love that he's calling Fox News a propaganda operation when that's what Media Matters also is. I uh, Projection much? I, you're all propaganda. For propaganda machines 
It's just some of us are a little bit more upfront about which propaganda machines we are. I, you know, Fox News. I don't like Fox News either. I don't like you either. I don't like any of the mainstream media, practically. No one does. People that do are absolute brain-dead zombies. Right? I mean, listen, I'm currently still not affiliated with any party. In this show, I'm critical of everyone, from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. Right? Every, every single person gets lit up. Unless I think you've done something good, then you won't be put in the microscope. I mean... You know, there there is no allegiance on this show to, you know, one particular side. There is one more side that I prefer over the other to be in charge of things because they've shown that they actually, you know, want to do some of the things I'd rather have happen in this country. But, you know, none of, uh, there's not very many that are actively on the level of where I would want them to be, but that's okay. You know, there's a reason why we have elections here in the United States because it's really to help also get certain people out of Congress uh for example for uh for example you know some some people like chuck schumer Th this guy needs to fucking go man it, it it is really just time to fucking go i i don't understand how this guy still has a position even even in congress I mean, seriously, this, this guy just gives me the fucking creeps sometimes. And he, he needs to go. He, he needs to fucking go. Here is Chuck Schumer talking about how, you know, we just, we need to pass the, uh, the border bill, right? We, if we, the bill doesn't pass, America might, America might have to fight in Ukraine. What the fuck does that even mean, asshole? What? How, how does a, man, talk, talk about revealing the cat in the bag about why the fucking bill is more for Ukraine and not the border. Great job, Chuck. You've said that you worked very closely with Leader McConnell on this. This bill, now that we see what's in it, seems to be as bipartisan as it gets. Why wouldn't this, why wouldn't both sides really want this to go through? Well, it's a great question, Mika. Look, it took a long time, four months of arduous negotiations. They fell off the tracks a whole bunch of times. I had to be on the phone even at midnight saying, we've got to keep going. Why? We're at a turning point in America. This bill is crucial, and history will look back on it and say, did America fail itself? Why is it crucial? Yeah, it's failing right now because you're still in Congress. God. Why? No, you know what I've noticed from doing this show, you know, and, and just, 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 you know, whenever, like, there's some sort of crisis, you ever notice how the same shit is said every fucking time? We're at a turning point. You know, Joe Biden loves that fucking word, right? We're at a turning point here in America. We're at a turning point. You know, we're at a turning point for democracy. We're at a turning point for the world. We're at a turning point in the economy. It's like, shut the fuck up. Not everything is a turning point. No, it's a fucking crisis that could easily be handled. Shut the fucking border. Don't let people in. People who want to actively, legally immigrate to the United States. Clearly, you know what we should do. Shut down the entirety of the border for a little bit. Like, for, you know, a year. Figure out exactly how we want to set up and fully figure out a new system here, right? Because clearly the current one is not working, and we 
And if it took four months to come up with this crapshoot, it's going to take 12 fucking months to figure out how to fix the entirety of it. So uh, we're, we're going to go ahead. We should just close the fucking thing up. And we're going to all sit. They're going to sit down in a fucking room in their little back office. And we're, we're going to fucking fix this shit. We're going to fix this shit from the ground up. Providing a new foundation and building the thing from the ground up to actively be not a fucking pile of garbage. Well, if we don't aid uh, Ukraine, Putin will be walk all over Ukraine. We will lose the war and we could be fighting in Eastern Europe and a NATO ally in a few years. Americans won't like that. If we don't help Israel defend itself against Hamas, that perpetual war will go on and on and on. If we don't help humanitarian aid to the starving Palestinians in Gaza, hundreds of thousands could starve. And the border, everyone has said it's chaos. A speaker, you just saw Speaker Johnson, he said it's mm -hmm. chaos, we have to do something legislative a few months ago. But what has happened, in answer your, to que your question, so this is crucial for America, it's a turning point. History is going to look over our shoulders and say, did we rise to the occasion? To his credit, Mitch McConnell did. But too many Republicans, yeah. including Speaker Johnson, are just scared to death of Donald Trump. Donald Trump has said he wants chaos. Donald Trump has said, well, wait till I become president. That'll take at least a year. Ukraine could be gone. The border will get much worse. War in the Middle East will get worse, maybe bring, bringing, bringing us into it. He's doing it all for political reasons. And let me just say... Will senators, the crucial question, the $64,000 question, the majority of Republican senators know this bill is the right thing to do. It's a compromise. I don't like everything in it. Neither does McConnell. But it's a compromise. That's the only way you get things important done in the Senate. We proved that two years ago in our bipartisan legislation. And will the senators drown out the political noise from Trump and his minions and do mm -hmm. the right thing for America. It's a crucial question. History will, is looking down on every one of us right now. Still not the good option. No, the bill is not good. Even as a compromise bill, it is so utterly shit. It, it's not a compromise. There, There is way more of a Democrat W in this entire bill than there is in any way a win for it. For anybody on Team R. It is not. It is not a good bill. It's not good. So, so Chuck over here, he's he's kind of stretching it. Of course, you know he lets other stuff out of the bag. I mean, Murphy letting more stuff out of the bag that it doesn't actually close the southern border. It doesn't actually do anything because, of course, it doesn't. Of course, it fucking doesn't. None of this shit fixes it because we don't need this thing to fix it, right? We don't need this thing right now. If we want to send you aid to Ukraine. Pass a bill for it. Pass its own independent bill for it. Israel wants aid. Pass a bill to give aid to Israel. This, why is it a bundled thing? Why why are all these things got to be bundles? You know, I'm I'm noticing that everything is just let's bundle this in, let's bundle that in, let's bundle this, 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 this. Let's add this piece of shit. Let's add that piece of shit. Let's let's spend a few hundred thousand dollars here, a few million over there, a few billion over there. It's like what are we at a fucking like? Are we at a drive through? Is this is this fat is this McDonald's now? Like, what are we doing? No, stop it, stop it. It's called a border bill, but it gives twenty billion to the border. I'm I'm gonna keep saying that to you because that's insane to me. It gives twenty billion to the border, but it then gives. It it then gives, 
60 billion to Ukraine. Also, 20 billion to the border. You do realize that for 20 billion dollars at the border, you could get yourself one border wall. D does ever? I feel like we all have forgotten back when Trump was president and he was trying to build a border wall, and he officially unveiled his border wall, and the wall was going to cost. I think it was like, it was like somewhere in the teens of billions of dollars. I know it was under 20 billion dollars, if I remember correctly. If I if if my memory is serving me correctly, I believe it was like somewhere in like the 13 to like 18 ish range. Right, so you could buy one whole border wall, right? So, for twenty billion, you could get one whole border wall. But of course, that wouldn't be what the funds are used for, because why would they be? I mean, why why build something? You know, why why do that? Why do not just close up the whole border in total? I, we don't. No one knows. No one knows. Okay. Of course. Now, at this point, China is the most, you know, or I should say Chinese immigrants are the fastest growing of illegal nationals breaking into the United States. Uh, they fly into the uh, Latin American countries that allow for easier entrance, and they pretty much just get driven up to the southern border for about 400 bucks, dropped off, and then they just break in by the dozen. I mean, 55% of those in uh, Chinese nationals are then granted asylum upon entry of the United States. So, and, you know, good job to the uh, Chinese. You know, I'm glad that they could all uh, come over and uh, join us to seek asylum. I, I'm sure there's no other particular meaning behind it at all. No, there's definitely not conspiracy theories about that already, too. So, good job helping to fulfill those. I, what, what, why? How about just a close sign? You know, we could just put it there saying, hey, we're, we're currently closed for... For renovations, I'm just saying, be be a great great idea, and you know how I I keep mentioning these single bills, but apparently you know those are just not very much a, a Joe Biden idea. You know they're not a very good one, I guess to him, as of course to him, a standalone Israel aid bill very bad, immediately veto. But bill with stacks on stacks for everybody else, now that's good. That's what we call a good, a good thing. Of course, over in the Middle East as well, Biden administration is now flip flopping, saying, "What? No, we didn't tell the Iraq. We didn't. We didn't say to Iraq that we were gonna that we were gonna airstrike them. No, no, we didn't. I mean, what did you like see the footage? Did you guys see like the empty buildings or something? Or did you notice like our?" Like, our previous things? Like, did we accidentally say something that we weren't supposed to? Oh, oh, oh shit. Um, so we're, we're now flip-flopping. We're, we're now, we're now flip-flopping that apparently we, we didn't. We, we didn't tell them. But, um, I'm, I'm thinking that's wrong, Chief. I think that's wrong. I think, I think pretty sure you did. Like, we all heard, you, you, you guys said it. Like, literally last week. Are you, are you sure you, you is the entirety of the Biden administration? Do they all have dementia? Maybe that's why they're all fine with it, with how bad Joe Biden is on the on the world stage. Is he's just so he's just so, so they're all just they've all gotten the dementia from Biden. You know, they've all gotten it. Well, you know, anti-Semitism on college campuses. Man, does it just look like, you know, really, it looks just 
like such a fun club, you know, of angry, radical, you know, the queers for Palestine, right? All such beautiful words to be said about people that if they ever even stood foot in the side of a Muslim country would literally have their head on a fucking pike or hanging in the streets or just their head rolling off their shoulders, right? And so over at Yale Law School, now... Yale, uh, another school that has completely fallen off a fucking cliff. Uh, so the chapter of of the Students for Justice in Palestine has n- is now calling for the school to cancel an event with the Israel Defense Forces, arguing that his presence on campus will make students unsafe. Oh, oh, so his presence being on campus is unsafe. Yeah, how ironic, coming from probably people that have been straight up just attacking Jewish people on campus for just being Jewish. Oh, you're Jewish? Oh, 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 you like Israel or something? You and I support the IDF? Uh, You know, like, you know, like, calling them all, being just straight up fucking anti-Semites to them, right? I mean, shit, we're having full-on teachers and professors everywhere being bullied. I mean... What's next? You're going to have them put on a, a yellow star of David, you Nazis? I, I mean, seriously, what's next? What do they got to, they can't go to the, can't go to the normal university, got to go to the ghetto university, you know, over in their own little area, you know, be on their own because, you know, can't have them now, you know, those, you know, can't, can't have the Jews going to the same, same school as they do. That would be terrible. You know, oh no, like the presence would make students feel unsafe. Because of, it's the IDF. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh no. How will they get over it? You know, they're, they're shaking. They're, they're quaking in their boots at the fact of, of that person being in there. Like, oh no. I just, um, in the words of somebody in the past, get over it. Get, get. Get over it. It is one, one singular IDF person. Like, there's like 50 plus of you people, and there's like one of these IDF soldiers. It's not that scary. You guys are acting like you're about to face, like, you know, a, an, an actual demon or something. Uh, that's not a, that's not a demon. That's just a soldier who fights for his country and has more honor than you ever will. So, well... Ukraine has now apparently gotten a, a little picky with what military equipment they want and they don't want. So last year, as uh, Ukrainian pilots were desperately trying to avoid being shot down by Russian aircraft, a senior uh, Ukraine Air Force official told two Australians in Kiev he wasn't interested in a donation of 41 retired F-A-18 Hornet fighters, as he quotes quoted, We don't want your flying trash. The comment, which accurately predicted the plane's fate, was predictive at the time. Mutual incomprehension between Australia and Ukraine during the war. I mean, but like, you want more military equipment, right? You need like all of it that you can get. I don't know if that picked up on the microphone, but out of nowhere. Just Siri started talking. I don't, I don't even know how the fuck that happens. But yes, he doesn't want it. He, he, he they, they didn't want it. 
Why? Why? Why not? Because ah, you know, they want new stuff. They don't want flying trash. They want new stuff. Bro, you're a country going out to people asking for aid. I'm afraid you don't really get a say too much of a say at what you can get. It's like whatever you can get to be provided to you. Just be grateful that people even wanted to provide it in the first place, right? Like, I, I mean, why, why not? They're not being used. You can use them. Do, do, do you not want them? I, you know, if if the war is so important to you, you know, you'd think that you'd want to get as much military equipment as possible to be able to, you know, arm as many people as possible. I, but of course, no, no, it's not about that. Obviously. It's not even about that. So, of course, around the world and everywhere, everything is going just great. Back home, though, uh, you know, Jerome Powell, he, he decided to do an interview with 60 Minutes. And he was, you know, he said the, the truth out loud. And uh, I don't think you'll ever reach anybody in Washington because, you know, it's it's words that they don't understand. And he's like, well, you know, in the long term, the government is on what uh, he calls an unsustainable fiscal path, meaning that the debt is growing faster than the economy. Now, they have no idea what any of those words mean. And that, you know, he know that we're effectively borrowing from future generations. Oh, oh, well, shit, uh, may maybe, you know, may maybe we should, you know, think about trying to stop that. But, uh. Oh, no, never mind. We're just going to give more money to other countries instead right now. I, you know, it's, it's more important. They got it. You know, they, they need the aid. Not us. We don't, we don't need it. We don't need it. Okay, so the, 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 the economy is fine, right? Right? The economy is going so well, in fact, that Bank of America is now even reversing course to uh, on its pledge to stop financing coal and Arctic drilling projects, so uh, that really lasted. Yep that that re that really lasted. It only took only took over three years, and yeah, shit. Well, we actually really like money, and uh, well, now we're gonna you know do some due diligence, and uh, well, we're we we need the money back, so we're just gonna go ahead and we're gonna start that back up again. So, you know, it's it's fine. Mark Cuban, though, continues to also lose his fight in DEI as he appears that uh he's he still keeps dying on this hill. Like like he, he's still still dying, like on the hill as we speak, continuously, over and, and over again. I just I don't know why he keeps defending this. I, I don't know like how many times like, it's the, just that scene out of Spongebob. It's like, how many times we got to teach you this lesson, old man? Like, it's not working. Like, no, stop it. DI is not good for anybody. It actually ends up harming more people than anything. And, I mean, you know, it's... I mean, even when you have the EEOC commissioner hitting in, and you still keep going. I, I mean, you know, when when do you ever stop? So he he's gonna keep going. I, I don't know why he keeps going, but you know maybe eventually he'll he'll learn something. But still not anything. Montana also for some random reason decides it wants to be in the news. Why? Well, some Montana parents lost custody of their 14 year old daughter to the state, 
after refusing to go along with her gender transition. Now, you may be saying, are you sure this isn't like California or New York? No, this is Montana. You know, a, a red state. For some reason, it's all of a sudden making, I guess, a statement that it's now for trans. I. What a weird thing to be for in Montana. I. The couple who are also who currently uh, caring uh, for a relative out of state were warned by their lawyer that they could be detained as soon as they come home. We were very concerned, but not surprised to learn from a credible source that the governor of Cal of Montana plans to arrest us the moment we step foot back in Montana. Oh, what? Wh why? Um. Now, of course. The governor has responded by calling the situation tragic, but nonetheless maintaining the that upon further review, it was determined that the Montana Department of Health and Human Services and the court followed state policy and law. Hmm, something extra fishy is, is going on here. And, um, yeah, I, I highly doubt... Right, I highly... I highly doubt that it's because of some... Like, they spoke out against their daughter getting taken away because they didn't agree with her gender transition. And now the kid has been taken away. And they're being arrested for it. There's something weird about that. And I don't know why, but there's something very, very weird about it. Well, uh, the road to dystopia is paved and paved and paved as it continues. You know, we're we are on the road and we continue to s drive like a crack addict, like Hunter Biden at 190 miles per hour. I mean, you know, we got the Apple Vision Pro that just came out where I, I kid you not, the main complaint, right, is not just about certain parts of the headset that definitely feel very Gen 1 for a new product from Apple. But we also are getting the ultimate thing from our very uh, porn-addicted uh, generation uh, that, guys, you sadly cannot watch porn on it, right? And, well, you know, this brings up even more stuff in our dystopian future as we watch people walk around with Vision Pros on their face on the Metro and just out in public. It brings apart sort of, you know, the, the future in sort of a, a way that's very dystopian and... No matter how many people try to say, you know, it's bad and everything. The one thing I'm going to keep telling, I'm going to tell you right here on this show right now. What the f*** do you imagine the future being? I'm, I'm sorry, but in some way, when I look at the future and I go, it's going to end up being dystopian, right? Like, there's, there's realistically only one way where this tech is going to go. And the tech is just leading towards being somewhat dystopian, right? Like, technology is going to get to a point that is very sort of dystopian, that is, so, I mean, so, you know, it's, it's quite fun. Well, now, it, to continue our dystopian uh, descent, you know, we're now already at AI brothels. That's, that's right. The owner of the, uh, of the brothel that utilizes AI claims that sex is moving in the direction of VR in the digital world. Uh, it incorporates sex dolls, uh, shrugged off criticisms that it dolls depict uh, stereotypes of women by attributing uh, their creation to white men. Of course, because why not? Now, the cyber brothel operating in Berlin, Germany, 
combines AI and VR to connect its clients with neo-prostitutes. It does not have, you know, traditional human, but rather a series of sex dolls that are supplemented with, with actual, like, VR and pornography, you know, featuring those dolls. And it's really kind of weird and creepy to look at. Like, I mean, it, it's, it's really fucking weird, right? It looks really weird, you know, and it, it's, it's really... It's, it's really kind of weird, right? Uh, I mean, uh, it, it's just kind of weird and fucked up, and I just, I don't know why you'd want to go to a place like this. I, it's, I mean, you know what? Honestly, the dystopian future is a place that I shouldn't question, because clearly we're all heading somewhere into it, and... I guess we'll continue down this road and just see how and where it goes because, you know, I, like you, I'm along for the ride as well. You know, brain chips, uh, AI fuck dolls, I guess now, uh, you know, Apple Vision Pro wearers and AR glasses and other tech. You know, we're all we're all on the on the way there, and I guess the the road to dystopia still continues. And well, to finish up today's show, you know, in the most American story of American stories, um, so a rusted Cold War missile that was built to carry a nuclear bomb was discovered in a Washington garage. Apparently, it was discovered in a deceased man's garage in Washington State. Uh, it seemed like an ordinary rocket caught the attention of the National Museum of U.S. Air, uh, Air Force in Dayton, Ohio, prompting them to alert the police. The museum was made aware that the, uh, of the missile when someone called to uh, donate the rocket purchased uh, at an estate sale. The bomb squad identified the re uh, relic as a Douglas Air II Genie. Uh, the unguided Air II Air rocket was designed to carry a 1.5 kiloton uh, W-25 nuclear warhead. Fortunately, the lack of a warhead and rocket fuel rendered the missile harmless with no explosive hazard. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, seriously, this is uh, truly, you know, an American just has a, a Cold War nuclear-capable missile just in their garage. Uh, so, you know, take that, Joe Biden. I mean... You know, you said we need F-15s, but we have straight-up missiles, apparently, just in our garages places. How we got them fully, how anybody got one, we don't know, but we got them. We just need the warhead and the, the fuel, and I'm, I'm pretty sure if we were able to get the missile part of it, we could get the other part of it, or shit, make it ourselves. I What, <laughs> what, a, what a way to end today. I mean, seriously. Where, where, how? Where, how? Where, where do you even get one of these? You know, like, in the most, you know, like, like, American who doesn't understand how Americans have guns tang ever, where do you even find, like, where in what area do you just get a Cold War missile and you just decide, ah, this is a cool relic to keep? What? Huh? It, it's wild to me. But, hey, it's gonna end today's show. If you did go on to enjoy it, please do consider leaving a like, follow on Twitter, and true social and you can, of course, check out all the articles and clips all down below. Have a good rest of your Tuesday, and I'll see you right back here tomorrow for the Wednesday edition of the program.